Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey guys, how are you today? I pray all is well this message stirs your faith falls on good ground, produces good fruits in your lives. Today we're going to talk about take it easy, but before we get started, let's usher in the Holy Spirit to move in the way he wants to move with a quick prayer. Spirit of the living God, we come to you right now. We just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing this opportunity for us to receive a word from you, God. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. You know what each person is facing. You know the challenges that they go through each and every day. So, Father God, I pray that you move on the hearts of your children, Heavenly Father. Give them ease. Give them rest to understand that they are not in this battle by themselves, but that you have everything covered. You are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You are already in their tomorrow, in their next week, in their next year. Therefore, you have the strategy that we all need in order to face the journey, the troubles, the trials, the problems, the situations up ahead. So, Father God, I pray that you impart in us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that we know how to show up. Give us clear vision as we move forward, Heavenly Father, as your ambassadors, knowing what step to take, when, when to pause, when to rest, how to have balance in our lives, Lord Jesus, because we want to be able to accomplish and achieve everything that you have called us to do in our time, God. And so we thank you that we don't have to worry or stress about fear of missing out because you are time. And therefore, you will allow us to finish everything that you have created, willed for us, designed for us before we ever formed our mother's womb, the plans you already had for us. You will ensure that we complete them in our season, in our time. This is my prayer, God. Get the glory, honor, and praise. I keep none for for myself. May I be decreased in this moment so that you may be increased, so that your children will hear a word from you, God. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So today uh, I wanted to talk about take it easy. And um, I needed that prayer this morning. You know, let me just be clear. I needed that prayer this morning because I would say today is one of those days where I didn't know how to show up for this message. And and it's funny because you guys know if you've been um, a steady listener, or even if you listened to me before, you know, I normally have a plan of action and and, you know, God would have spoken to me about how to show up for the word and whatnot. And I'll have like a ton of scriptures to give you. But today I didn't really have that. And it was like, God, I'm like knocking on this door, trying to figure out how to prepare for this message. And I feel like I'm getting a blank or so I thought, (laughs) because this is why prayer is so important. And I want to encourage you that if you do not have prayer in your day to day life, in your day to day dwellings and doings and comings and goings, I mean, even if you uh, may have prayed this morning or prayed last night, but it's like you're about to make a decision, even if it's a small decision or a big decision, pray about it because prayer 
works. Prayer helps. Prayer gives clarity. It clears your mind when it when there's a ton of other things voicing through it. Prayer is your invitation to have a, a conversation with God. And so that's why I said this morning I had to pray for y'all, but for me too, I needed the prayer this morning um, because I had to realize that the message was in the method. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? I mean that take it easy as kingdom ambassador, especially if you like me. And um, there's a story in the Bible um about a woman named Martha and I'll get to her scripture in a minute but um you know for me there are moments and I kind of shared this with you before that I am like Martha and I am consumed and worried about all of the details and how things are going to work and come together and this that and the other and I'm just in preparation mode. Like I like to consider myself, um, speaking of Martha, <laughs> this is so funny. Speaking of Martha, I have said in, in my private groups, meaning like people who know me, I've always said like, I am, you know, kind of like the, um, the, the other version of a Martha Stewart, um, meaning that. I'm just like that. Like I love the, you know, the whole house to be decorated, even if it's for like a, a simple part, like a game night. And the people are like, well, what's a game night? A game night is when you um, invite, you know, family or friends over to play different board games and, and different group games and activities. And so even if there's like a game night or something, I will go all out in the theme of decorating and the food and, and the snacks and just everything. Everything has to be right every i has to be dotted every t has to be crossed everything has to be right and there are many times where even during my parties people are like would you just sit down for a minute because i'm like you know um thank god that i i have successful parties because like people i gotta make sure that everybody's enjoying themselves i am not the person that will see you sitting in a chair on your phone and be like okay well they are right no because why you need to be on your phone on social media when there is um socializing going on right here in the room you know so what's up what's wrong what's going on what you need what you um did you eat something uh do you need something to drink and, and this is not alcohol this is like because I, I have not called non-alcoholic parties but i'm like okay what do you need do you need something to eat you need something to drink um you know is, is this not a game that you want to play so then is there some, another game that i have because i got games for days y'all like there's not i don't think there's not one game you're gonna come to my house and be like uh, I want to play this. That I'm gonna be like, ooh, I don't have it. I, you want to play Simon Says? I got Simon Says. You you want to play um Jenga? I got Jenga. You you want to play Uno? I got Uno. Like whatever you want to play, boo, I got it. Okay. And so there's no reason when you have literally two rooms full of games. Some are individual games, like Simon Says. Others, um, I think it's called Simon Says or just Simon. It's like a little. Uh, electronic game where you kind of like hit the different colors or whatever. I know it's a throwback for some of y'all, <laughs> but you know, whatever you want to play, I got you boo. And so I have many moments where I find it hard to just take it easy. I find it hard, even as a kingdom ambassador to just take it easy because, uh, yeah, you know, kind of shifting gears, you know, there's times where I might want to, um, not want to, but I'm in a position where I'm ministering the gospel to somebody or I want, or somebody wants to talk or want encouragement. And if you come to me, it's going to be based in faith. 
I, I'm not going to just give you some cliche, whatever. If you're asking me for encouragement, if you're asking me for advice, I'm going to pray about it so that I can hear from the Lord what you need to hear. And sometimes it's a lot of times it's truth that people don't want to receive because it's uncomfortable to receive truth. But I'm speaking in spirit and truth. And part of speaking in spirit is in speaking in love. And so I'm I find it hard sometimes for me to take it easy. For me to just stop and and be still and pause and just not feel like I have to do something. Um and so this is something that God is working on me with of take it easy. And if you're like me, then this is your word. <laughs> you know, it's another reason why I'm um, teaching a lot about balance and rest because God didn't just start me in balance and rest today. This is something that he has been teaching me for years now. If you've been following the podcast, you not talked before about my Joel wilderness season. And so even in my Joel wilderness season, I had to learn balance I had to learn rest I had to learn how to just be still and not worry about the things I could not control because if you do not know let me tell you let me get a disclaimer right now control is an illusion okay I know you may think in your life that you have everything under control you don't I don't mean that it's chaos I mean that God is the one controlling it he's the one orchestrating your steps he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, as it says in Revelations. So understand that every step you take, every choice you make, every mishap, every mistake, all of that, God already knew, God already designed it, and it's going to still work together for your good. So you don't have to worry about missing out on something or um, making a mistake so much that you blew it. No, because even if man says you blew it, you didn't blow it with God repentance means to turn away from the way you once were going and seek God's face for a new direction and then following the footsteps that he chooses for you. And so take it easy, like be easy on yourself. I was talking to somebody ministering to somebody and encouraging them uh, about um, something that they were dealing with in their life. And, um, and one of the things that they said that I realized is a common thing or theme that, is amongst a lot of people in today's time. Because this wasn't just this person that I heard say this. There were other people that I heard say, like, I don't want to cry. And it kind of was having a bad connotation on crying. And what crying really meant was, I don't want to be vulnerable. And it was like, that's that's not biblical. That's not God. God wants you. He created us with emotions for a reason. And so be easy on yourself. Don't feel like you have to always have makeup on, um, so to speak. You got to always mask everything because you can't be vulnerable. Now, of course, yes, let's use wisdom and who to be vulnerable with and at what times. Because you don't want to just be vulnerable with, with somebody who cannot hold your vulnerability. But how do you determine who can you can be vulnerable with is by being a fruit inspector. If you missed that message, go back into the um, a few episodes ago where I taught about becoming a fruit inspector. And I taught on about how to do that. You become a fruit inspector. And then based on the fruit of that person or persons, then you um, pray to God to ask for discernment of the right time to be vulnerable. Now, Sometimes God will respond at and give you like an exact day and time. And at other times, God will just move on your heart. 
in that moment with that person that you can be vulnerable with and will allow the tears to just flow, will allow the problems to just kind of spill out of your mouth. Because there's an understanding that in this moment, in this environment, at this time with this person, you can be vulnerable. And I have given them the grace needed to um, sharpen you, to share in your burden, to help carry this with you. Doesn't mean they're going to carry the load with you, but to carry the weight of what you're saying so that they don't drown under what you're saying or what you're going through. Because let's be honest, some people are in some um dark wilderness seasons and i remember when i was in my dark time it's very hard when you are in a dark place to not talk about nothing but darkness because that's where you are and so somebody's asking how are you doing you're not gonna really be able to tell them i'm okay everything's fine everything's good because you may say that out your mouth but your face the way you speak it is it's kind of like that song is written all over your face we can hear that you're not okay and so I want to give this disclaimer because I, I understand that we are all called to lead in some capacity and in some environment of of the world that we're in that God placed us and planted us in. Take it easy. Be easy on yourself. Don't feel like you got to show up and, and be the strong friend, the strong mom, the strong dad, the strong auntie or uncle or cousin or whatever, um, the strong child even. God created us to have emotions for a reason. That's what makes us different than animals. So he understands that you will have pain. And even animals will be very open about their pain. How do I know? Because uh, we have a cat. <laughs> I don't, you know, really care for cats. Um, But when my dog died, the cat felt the pain. You know, the cat, she would cry for days, sometimes weeks. After my dog died. Because she felt the pain of her companion no longer here. So if animals can understand that it's okay in this moment, in this season, in this time to cry. Why can't we? And I don't mean to just kind of stay and harbor on this thing about crying. But I believe this is for somebody out there that maybe you're going through something and you're finding it hard to just cry. God's saying, baby, let them tears fall, especially because if you learn the Bible that the tears that you release help water the seeds in, in your garden of blessings that God has for you in its season and its time. So when you allow yourself to release whatever needs to be released, you kind of unblock that tension that's in your body. Because when you hold it in, it's literally like a can or a bottle of soda and you shaking it up. And, and, um, and you see, whenever you shake up a can or a bottle, so especially a bottle of soda, you'll see not only will the bubbles kind of fizzle up, ready to explode and pop out of the, the top of the, the bottle, but even the, um, bottle itself will begin to swell. Why? Because you are causing a stir in its environment. And if you don't let it out, meaning take the top off the bottle, then the bubbles have no other choice but to expand the bottle. Which is why sometimes if you like shake up a bottle uh, of soda too hard and then drop it, it might explode and pop. 
Because it's, it's just like us. I use practical examples of spiritual principles. It's just like us. We all go through shakings in life. God already promised it in his word that everything that can be shaken will be. We all go through shakings. We all go through seasons and times in our life. But you got to understand that when you need to, even if you feel like you have to, let the tears fall. God does not shame you for crying. Men do. I don't mean men in terms of gender. I mean human beings. People will shame you and talk about you and try to deter you from crying. That's not God. Because God created us to be vulnerable. Jesus himself wept. Speaking of Martha, um, you know, when Lazarus died and Jesus finally, um, you know, came to see his body, when they told him where they laid him, he is literally, it's called the shortest sentence in the Bible. It says, Jesus wept. If you don't know the definition of wept, it meant, it meant he cried. So if our Lord and Savior can cry, why can't we? If our Lord and Savior can be vulnerable, why can't we? Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he realized the cup of suffering that he was about to endure for us on the cross, he cried then. He was so distraught and, and distressed that it says that like um, sweat uh, dripped out of him like pools of blood. He cried and wept and was so um, overwhelmed so much that he was bleeding out of his body already. And he cried out to God. They say, take this cup of suffering away from me. But yet not my will, but your will be done. So again, if our father can be vulnerable why can't we and so what jesus was teaching me about you know when it comes to balance is you gotta learn how to take it easy take it easy on yourself don't beat yourself up if you're feeling a vulnerable moment don't listen to men men or women i'll just say that men or women who may try to deter you from being emotional I've had people say to me before, and it was a hurtful at the time. Oh, you like an emotional roller coaster. And this is at a time where I was going through depression. And that really hurt to hear that person say that to me. And I just like some people out there listening to this. I was like, you know what? I'm never going to have anybody say that to me ever again. And so I closed down. I closed down. I stopped speaking. Um, I stopped um, just being who I naturally am as a caregiver and as an encourager, I just stopped. I started becoming fake in terms of like, if you ask me how I am, it's like, oh, everything's good. Everything's great. And so I'm smiling in your face, but you don't know that when you leave, I'm going to cry. All because I was too afraid to ever be labeled that again, because somebody was being mean to me in that moment because of what they were going through. To then lash out on me and say, you be an emotional roller coaster. I, you know, what makes you think I want to hear your problems? And it was like, okay, yeah, but that this, this must be how everybody feels. So I'm just going to shut down. But you know what that does? You create a barrier. You create a gate of an offense. And what happens with a gate or even if you think about a, a wall, you can't get out and nobody can get in. And so you block yourself from the blessing of freedom that God wants to have you experience by getting you out of that, um, that hurt and that pain of that offense. 
But then you also block off the beautiful blessing that God has for you of somebody who is drawn to you that he brings to you who does want to hear and receive from you, who who has good fruit and and can carry the the weight of your vulnerability, who can share in your burden, as it says in Galatians 6, um, verse 3. But we got to get to a point where we are willing to take it easy on ourselves to realize that God, you do have people out here who I can let my guard down. I can be vulnerable to, I can cry. I can, um, laugh or, or share a frustration, frustrating moment or, um, something that is disappointing me or whatever it is. And most importantly, you can definitely take it easy with God. Like you can definitely go to God about whatever it is and however way you feeling because he's the ultimate person to receive it. Because even when you go to somebody, you know, this is something I have taught on before and, and got to teach me, which is why I teach it to you. Let go of expectations quickly. Because even if it is a person that God has already shown you in the past that you can be vulnerable to. That day, which is what I was saying earlier about pray about the timing, because that day, that moment, that time you come to them to be vulnerable with them may not be the time right for them. And then you'll go in with the expectations that, oh, you'll be how I needed you to be because you were like that before. But you don't know what they just encountered before you got on the phone with them or before you stepped into their house or met up with them for lunch or coffee or whatever. And so when we pray to God first, we go to him and vent to him first. It's like a car exhaust or any other um, sort of filter. It, it allows you to vent the frustrations or disappointment or the sadness or whatever properly. Even the happiness. It allows you to vent it to God properly so that he can give you a clear perspective to then bring in the clear clearness or the clean air, um, if you will, to you. And then, like I said, he will give you the timing to share your good news or your bad news or your disappointing news with whoever needs to receive it. But everybody is not meant to receive it. And everybody, even the people that God allows you to share with, they may not be at the right place yet to receive it. I learned this even yesterday, you know, as a, you know, a prophet for God or prophetess, if you, whatever, <laughs> for God. Um, and I say whatever respectfully. I don't really care about the titles, but this is who God called me to be. Um, there are certain things that he gives me in visions to share with certain people. Now, when he immediately gives it to me, it's not the time sometimes to go immediately share it with them. Sometimes God would tell me, wait. And it's in the waiting stage that he is giving me not only clarity on what to share with them, and how to share it with them. But he's also working on their heart and their mind to receive it. And it's time. Now, if I go too soon to share with them what um, the vision is that God gave me, they may not be in a position to hear it. And so then they'll reject um, the blessing from God that God's trying to get to them of his word. And so, again, it's very important about timing. You got to understand when is the right time to do something. And so if you go with me to Luke chapter 10, starting at the 38th verse, we're going to read about um, Jesus when he visited Martha and Mary and, um, and Lazarus. 
And so it says, as Jesus and his disciples continue, verse 38, as Jesus and his disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, uh, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sitting over there while I do all the work? Man, Jesus told her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. What I love about this text that Jesus continues to teach me is that sometimes the details don't matter. Sometimes it's just about being in the presence of the moment. Whether I'm meant to release a word to somebody or whether I am meant to just um, be uh, enjoying the moment. Sometimes we as um, people as leaders, we, we have so many things on our mind that we are focusing on the details of things that's not even there. It's just like I said, the early example of like somebody at the party that's on their cell phone. Why are you on social media socializing on your cell phone? Or even if, if cause I hear somebody that's like, well, maybe they're not doing it. Maybe they're handling the business. Okay. Same thing. Why are you at a party <laughs> where you're meant to enjoy yourself and you're on your phone handling a business email or whatever um handling business like that is not the time for you to be worried about the details of your business for you to be worried about um the details of social media it is your time to be in the present because the bible says that tomorrow is not promised to none of us today's trouble is enough for today this is matthew chapter 6 that's why jesus said worry about or, or excuse me don't worry about anything just be in the present of today. You cannot control tomorrow. You can't control today. So why not just stop and smell the roses? Why not just be in the moment? I'm, I'm seeing that there is um, a stirring up that God's doing even in the earth where there are a lot of other leaders that are that have, you know, even bigger platforms than I have um, that they're starting to learn. Man, balance is important. It's not just all about getting these billions and getting these millions and, and, and stacking this paper and having the, the trinkets and stuff to show for. It's about taking it easy sometimes and just letting, letting, letting things go with the flow, basically. Because you'll be here today going tomorrow and then all that work that you put in to stack those dollars will be for somebody else to do it with it what they please. And while you may think that what you stacked up is valuable, it's going to be trash to somebody else. You ever heard the saying of one man's trash is another man's treasure? So you'll be so focused on trying to stack up these treasures because they're treasures to you, thinking that you're going to um, enjoy it and live long enough to enjoy it. And then what will happen is the day will come and you never enjoyed it. I saw this show and I'm not going to name the show, but I saw this show once and this couple um, had moved in and they had received all these amazing gifts or whatever. Cause they moved in and they got married and they received all these amazing gifts. 
And so they were like, oh, well, let's, you know, save, uh, I think it was like an expensive bottle of wine. So they were like, let's save this expensive bottle of wine for a special occasion. And they had a candle and that they had and some um, nice silverware and plates and stuff that they had, and some nice china. And so they were like, oh, we're going to save these things for uh, a special occasion. Well, every time something that seems like a special occasion would arise, they would never use it. A birthday party would come up. They would never use it. A, um, you know, a big win in some capacity of their life would come up, whether it be a promotion or, um, you know, a a game win or um, they thought it was a health scare and then they survived. Whatever it was, they would never use it. And so time went on and they never used it. And so they had somebody come and visit them um you know to stay in their house for a little while while they were visiting and they didn't give the house rules to this person so the person went and sold a nice bottle of wine one night and said uh this is a good year this is a good bottle of wine and went opened it saw the candle and realized oh you know what i'm gonna uh, as a thank you to my friends for allowing me to stay at their house for this week or whatever for vacation, I'm going to cook them a dinner. So I'm going to open this uh, a bottle of wine and I'm going to light the candles and set the table with this nice china and we're going to enjoy ourselves and have a good dinner. So when the uh, homeowners came home and they're like excited to see their friend and they're, oh, it smells good in here. And the friend's like, yes, I've made dinner for you. Let's sit down and enjoy Oh, the friends were mortified. No, we were saving that china. We were saving that bottle of wine. We were saving that candle for a special occasion. So the friend says, well, what was a special occasion? <laughs> and it was crickets, y'all. Like, they, they, they couldn't even think about what the special occasion was. So you mad at the friend for what they thought was to them a special occasion because they wanted to thank you so it was a special moment of gratitude to thank you for being a great hostess and you're mad at them this this wasn't a special enough occasion and so finally uh, now they didn't really enjoy the dinner the next morning is when they kind of had the revelation of like we were really crappy to our friend Our friend just wanted to thank us and show their gratitude and we snapped on them because it wasn't a special occasion. And they were like, well, how long has it been that we had this china and we had this um, this bottle of wine and we had this special candle? And so they thought about it. They were like, man, it's been at least like 10, 15, 20 years. Wow. Are you kidding me? So it's been sitting there collecting dust because you were expecting a special occasion to come. And every time a special occasion did come, it still wasn't special enough for you to enjoy it. What am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say, take it easy and learn balance. God gives us this life as a gift. That's why it's called the present. It's meant to be a blessing and not a burden or a curse. Even if you are listening to this and you're going through a hard time right now, know that it's not going to last always. It's just a season. And instead of saying, woe is me in this season, ask God, what are you trying to teach me through this experience? Could it be that God's trying to teach you balance? That God's trying to teach you how to rest in him and trust that he, as your loving father, will take care of your needs? 
Could it be that there are some attitude and behaviors that you have that God says it cannot go into the next season of blessing that I have for you? So I have to purify that out of you. Could it be you have a temperament problem? Could it be that, um, I mean, I don't know what it is. It, it, there could be so many other things. This is why you got to go to the father and pray to him to ask for clarity as to what is he trying to teach you in your season? Don't keep focusing on the details because not everything is meant to focus on details. Now, I don't want people to take this and say, you know, to their boss or if you're, uh, you know, um, if you are the boss and be like, okay, well, I don't got to focus on none of the details at work because Andrea said I don't focus on details. No, I'm not saying it. There is a time and a place where the details matter. And then there's also a time and a space where you just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy being in the present. Because you don't know if the people that you're with, you're going to see tomorrow. I have seen people... Um, be in a room full of people or sit at the table at a restaurant and everybody's on their phone. How arrogant to think that you're going to see that person another day. And your last experience with that person would be, well, I mean, I was around them. But what did I talk about? I mean, we weren't really talking. Well, what did y'all share? What did y'all do? I mean, well, we were sitting at the same table eating, but we weren't like really eating together because like they were eating at the table where I was eating at, but I was on my phone and they were on their phone. And so, wow, what a wasted moment. You got to understand that even as a kingdom ambassador, what truly matters most to God is people. That's the purpose. That's why when Jesus Christ gave us the great commission to go out and make disciples, it was about go out and tell the good news of the kingdom of heaven to the people, not go out and build a church building. He never said that. He said, go out and make disciples, teaching them the good news and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what he told us to do. It's about community building. And so let today's message help you to understand what the Lord is saying through Luke 10 to Martha, the Martha in me, you may have a Martha spirit in you. And that, uh, in the, in that sense of me saying this is, um, kind of gender neutral. Um, you know, if it's easy for you as a dude to receive it, then as a Mark <laughs> in you, so to speak, and not a Martha or a Martin and not a Martha, it's understanding that there's only one thing worth being concerned about. And like the Lord said in verse 42, Mary has discovered it and it would not be taken away from her. What Mary discovered was that the only thing that mattered in that moment was not the details of your great feast, was not the details of your job, was not the details of your your home remodel, was not the details of you your bank account being um having more and more money was not the details of how many cars you had was not the details how many trips you went on it was not the details of those things it was the details of who you are serving and who is in the room in the boat in the car at the office at home with you it's the presence of God that's what's more important and the presence of God and as an individual in your heart, because the Holy Spirit should be residing in you. But then the presence of God in people, in him 
allowing you to be that bridge to help build communities. And I don't mean that you're going to go out here and with a shovel and start digging and building a bridge of community uh, in a particular area, though that may be what some of you are called to do. I'm saying the community of your family, the community of your friends, the community of your neighborhood, the community of your local church. If you go to a local church or your local gym or wherever you go, the community uh, at your job. Don't get so consumed about the details that you miss dealing with the person. Because even, for example, as, as you deal with people, let's say at work, something that I had to learn the hard way, you might be, want that employee to do something a certain way and and be upset that they're not doing it a certain way. But you don't understand that maybe that particular day or time or whatever, they're not doing it in that way because either that's not their talent to do it in that way or their skills to do it in that way. That's not how they learned how to do it in that way. Or it could be that maybe they're dealing with something. You know, I, I had read a story about, um, you know, two employees where uh, one employee was uh, one employee was the, um, you know, let's, let's just say they're both bosses, both senior managers. And um, and the one senior manager would be very nasty to the other senior manager as well as uh, her assistant, everybody else that worked under her. And so she made it uncomfortable for people to work with her. And so somebody finally said like, what is your problem? Like, why are you um, so crabby or whatever? And of course she had a nasty response. Well, the other person who was the other senior manager decided to say, okay, let me pray to God about this and figure out what's the problem. Like God, is there a, a solution so that she doesn't keep making this um, environment uncomfortable and unbearable? And so God, um, you know, gave her some instructions on how to understand the person's love language. And so she understood if people like the love language, go Google uh, Dr. Gary Chapman's and the five love languages. Um, and so she understood by the Holy Spirit directing her path that, oh, this person's love language is acts of service. And so she then, instead of pointing out the problem like the other person did, she went to the employee and said, or the other senior manager and said, hey, is there something that I can help with or assist you in? And you know what happened, y'all? Though the other senior manager in relief said, oh my God, thank you so much. I was so overwhelmed with everything that I was doing. And I just was so frustrated that nobody seemed to care that I was carrying this load. And so I thank you for um, being willing to handle some of the tasks that were becoming a burden for me because it really helped me out. That person started to soften when they realized that they were seen. They were able to take it easy when others were willing to help them take it easy. So sometimes we got to understand, I taught on this in season two, that when you encounter somebody, especially they have a bad, nasty attitude, it's not personal, it's spiritual. It's something that they're dealing with. So you, as the king's ambassador, should then say, Lord, how can I be of assistance? In what ways or areas can I help? Sometimes it's just to pray for that person. Other times, like the example I just gave, is to um, do something to make it easier on somebody else. So you see, sometimes the details matter, but it's about looking at the right details. 
Because when you look at the right details that matter to God, the right things that are worth being concerned about with God, he says, aha, Eureka, you discovered it. It's people. We are in the business of people. I don't care what business you're in as, as a leader. You can be, um, you know, a, an, an, a famous actor or singer or whatever. You could be a top lawyer in your country or, or in your firm. You could be the head doctor at whatever. You could be the head nurse. You could be the head electrician. Wh- whoever you are, whatever you are. You could be a stay-at-home mom or dad. You're still the head of that household. You still are leading those children. Wh- wherever you are, if you're a grandparent, you're still the head of that family. Whoever you are, wherever you are, take what you need from this word. Take it easy and ask God, what is the the thing that's worth being concerned about right now? Help me, Lord, to discover what really matters right now and not focusing on the details of what I think should matter right now. Because you'll see, just as I have seen, that a lot of times it's not what we think it is. God has a very different perspective of What matters to him? Because as it says in Isaiah 55, for his ways are not our ways, says the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He has a different vantage point than we have. He has a different perspective than we have. Why? Because he knows every person's heart and we don't. When you become a fruit inspector, you're not judging their heart. You're judging their actions. You're analyzing their actions and then applying it and how you deal with and and encounter that person. But even if they show you that they are a bad seed, ask God what to pray for about that person. And then take it easy knowing that even if they lashed out at you or did something to you or hurt your feelings like that person did me in my earlier example, it's not personal. It's spiritual. And it's not for you to shut down and feel like you can't be vulnerable with anybody ever again. That's a lie from the enemy that wants to keep you isolated. As I said, Jesus created us for community. God, when he created us back in Genesis, created us for community. And so I hope this message encouraged somebody out there. I understand that I did things a little bit differently today. But um, I'm just following in the footsteps of my Lord that was just kind of flowing through me in this moment. Learn how to take it easy. Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. So may the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord God be gracious to you, show you his favor and give his shalom, give his peace. Take care. Love you guys. Bye now.